a couple of Mishnayot today, more about food categories and subcategories. So, someone vows, I'm not going to have any milk, is permitted to have whey, even though it's separated from milk. Nevertheless, once it changes form, it becomes a new object and has a new name because milk is called milk and whey is called whey. So, therefore, they are two separate objects, and one who vows for milk is permitted to eat whey. However, Rabbi Yoseh says, no, it's the same thing. And we can see the Gemara is going to explain that Rabbi Yoseh considers the language of milk to include whey. It's really just a matter of language usage. They all agree that if you say, I'm not going to eat whey, you're permitted to drink milk because uh, no one would just call milk whey. Abba Shaul Omer Hanodermin Hagivina Asurba Ben Melucha Utfela. If you say I'm not going to eat cheese, then that will include both salted and unsalted cheese. Hanodermin Habasar Mutar Berotev Ubekipa, Rabbi Yoda Oser. If someone says I am not going to eat meat, in general, I'm, in general, I'm not going to eat uh, any meat, is nevertheless permitted to have gravy and the sediment of boiled meat, even though that sediment has some little pieces of meat in it. That's permitted because when he says I'm eat meat, um, he means I'm not going to eat a piece of meat, a steak, um, but uh, some of the leftovers, even though it comes from the meat, but it's not in the form of meat, so therefore it's permitted. Uh, whereas Rabbi Uda says, no, this is just part of the meat, and therefore it is prohibited. Rebuda explains his opinion and says, in fact, my opinion is based on a, an incident in which Rebbe Tarfon said that eggs that were cooked together with the meat are also prohibited. So even though he only made a vow against meat, but since the taste of the meat went into the eggs, and therefore, therefore uh, the eggs also became prohibited, uh, just like something not kosher that's cooked with something kosher, and now the, if the taste is there, then the whole thing becomes prohibited. They told him, that yes, this is indeed so, but not, it depends on the formula that you use. All right, when would the egg be prohibited or anything taste that, that tastes like it would be prohibited or the gravy or the sediment? Only if you look, are looking at a specific piece of meat and you say, this meat is prohibited to me. If you're talking about a specific piece, then that piece is, is prohibited and anything that will receive taste from it, right? Because now this entire item here becomes prohibited. It will be like it's not kosher and therefore any uh, of the gravy or anything that receives taste from it, uh, anything that's a mixture will become prohibited as long as there is taste. If there's no taste at all, it's just some molecules that went in, that's permitted. Okay, so uh, whereas when we said before um, that it's permitted, the Chachamim say, when we said before that the gravy is permitted, that's when you use the more general formula. So interestingly, even though a more general formula covers all meat, but in a different way, it's actually less. Because if I just say I'm not going to eat meat, I'm talking about the, ca the, uh, uh, the category of meat, which is a whole piece of meat. That's why I said I'm not, that's what my vow said, I'm not going to eat. But if it's not a whole piece of meat, I didn't include that. So therefore, 
if I say all pieces of meat I'm not going to eat, then I'm permitted to have something that has, receives taste from meat. But if I say this specific item right here, this steak in front of me, I'm not going to eat, then that includes all of the taste and gravy that comes from it. Okay, we're going to see this principle uh, in a few other cases. If I say I'm not going to have any wine, I'm permitted to eat a dish even though it has wine cooked into it and even though I can taste the wine, that's okay because now it's just mixed into it. I'm not drinking wine itself. This is just a taste of wine. I didn't mean that when I said I'm not going to have wine. But if I talk about a specific wine, uh, this, uh, a bottle of wine, this bottle of wine here is prohibited to me and I will not taste it. So then the prohibition is on that entirety, no matter where it goes or what happens to it. So even if it goes into a dish, if it gets mixed into a dish, if there, as long if there's taste, then it's prohibited because I said this specific bottle. Okay, you notice here there's two items, there's two things that he said here, yayin ze, and also that I will even taste. The Gemara is going to talk about the this phrase, um, whether that adds something substantive or not. The fact that he says I'm not going to even taste anything. All right. So now the Gemara. Urminhu min ha'adashim asur ba'ashishim verbi yose matir. We have a Braita that seems to contradict an aspect of the Mishnah because if someone says I'm not going to eat any lentils. He's permitted to eat this dish called ashishim that's made of flour and lentils together. And so this uh, is, is prohibited from eating that because it has lentils in it. Uh, so therefore, uh, it would be prohibited. Um, however, the Biyose says it's permitted because apparently, according to the Biyose, uh, once it changes form, now it's not called lentils, it's called ashishim, and therefore it becomes permitted. But this is a contradiction because the Biyose was the one in the Mishnah that, that, that said, if I say, if I make a vow against having milk, I cannot have whey. Um, and that's even though it changed form and it's called a different thing here it, even though it's made of the same ingredient so to be said if it's made of the same ingredient of, uh, but it changes form and name then it's prohibited but here in the Braita, the Bio says that is permitted. So what's the, what's going on? La kashya morkia tere morkia tere betra drabanan karula chalaba chalaba ulkuma kuma betre de Bio lukuma name karule kuma de chalaba. Now each one is following the language custom in his own place. They use words differently. And so therefore, Rabanan in their city, they called milk, milk, and whey, whey. They never what used one term to refer to the other. Whereas in the in the place where the Biose lived, uh, where they would when they saw whey, they would call it uh, the whey of milk. And so they used the term milk to refer to milk and to whey. Therefore, if you say I'm prohibited to milk, that covers both milk and whey in the Biose's place. Uh, but when it comes to lentils, people call plain lentils, lentils, and they call ashishim, ashishim, in all places, and uh, in the Biosez place, and therefore it really depends on the language, um, so that's why the Biosez permits regarding lentils and ashishim, where they use different designations, and it's all about what, what does the word mean, 
Whereas if uh, you refer to ashishim as lentils, you know, have passed the lentil, even though you mean the lentil dish, um, then it would be prohibited. So it's all based on la regular language usage. Tanya, we have a Braita here. This Braita uh, really just um, uh, summarizes and even repeats in some parts, word for word, the language of the Mishnah. Now, it doesn't add much new. Once again, if you say, I'm not going to have milk, you can still have whey. If you say, I'm not going to have whey, you can have milk. These are two different items. And similarly, milk does not include cheese. And if I say, I'm not going to have cheese, that does not include milk. These are two items, even though they're made for one ingredient from the same ingredients. They're still called different things. No one looks at looks at cheese and says, "Oh, I'm going to eat that milk." No one says that. Min harotev mutar bekipa. Min akipa mutar berotev. If someone says, "I'm not going to have the gravy," uh, well, the gravy means only the liquidy part, but the sediment, uh, the the little pieces of the of meat, that's permitted because that's not called gravy. If someone says, "I'm not going to have the kipa," the maybe it's like the stuff that's stuck on the bottom of a roaster. That's uh, still meat. Um, uh, so if he just says, I'm not going to have that, you're allowed in the gravy because these are two different things, even though they're made out of the same stuff, they have two different names. So a person doesn't have in mind one when he says the other word. If a person says, this meat is prohibited to me, then no matter where that meat goes, it's prohibited. Not only the gravy, but also the sediments and even the taste as we saw before. This is now word for word, the same as the Mishnah. Someone says, I'm not going to have wine. You can still have a dish that has a taste of the wine. Because I just said in general, I'm not going to have wine, meaning I'm not going to drink a glass of wine. But I didn't, I, wouldn't, I didn't have in mind wine that's mixed into something else. But if I look at a bottle and say, this bottle is prohibited, then that specific wine is prohibited no matter where it goes, as long as it has, you could still taste it, even if it's mixed into something else, it's prohibited. Good. Next, Mishnah continues the same concept. If I say I'm not going to have grapes, I vow I'm not going to eat grapes, I can still have wine because the when I say grapes, I don't mean wine, right? These are two different words, two different concepts, right? And I'm, not, I'm never going to look at a bottle of wine and say, oh, look at those nice grapes, right? I'm not I'm going to drink that, that, those grapes. No, a person does not have that in mind. And similarly with olives, if I say I'm not going to have any olives, I'm permitted to have olive oil. See, this is not a matter of kashrut, like if the olives were not kosher, then yeah, I couldn't have anything that came from it. But this is just about a vow, and when a person says the word olives, he means whole olives, and he doesn't have in mind that he wants to prohibit himself to olive oil. However, if he's looking at a cluster of grapes or a bunch of olives, and he says these grapes or these olives are prohibited to me to taste, then asur bahen mehen. Then he's prohibited not only to eat those olives and those grapes, but even the oil or wine that comes from them. All right. Now here again we have a question because in this uh, phrase he said number one he said elu, 
So is that the key factor? Because he said these, that's why he makes it prohibited, even the taste? Or is it because the extra words, that I will not taste it? Um, so in other words, there's two differences between the first formula and the second one. The first one, he says, I, I, I'm not going to eat grapes. But the second one, he says, I'm not going to eat or taste these, I'm not going to taste these grapes. So why does it make the taste prohibited or the juice prohibited? Is it because he said these or because he said to'em? That's the question of the Gemara here. Ba'e rami barchama, elu davka or she'eni to'em davka? What will make the uh, the the oil prohibited is it that he said specified these olives or because he said I will not taste which which one is the key word now now if you if you say it must be the word elu uh, we we saw before in other cases that it said elu and didn't say toem and it was the same law we're going to bring that up in a in a in a minute. But here's the question. If you think it's Elu, then what would the words any to'em uh, come to teach me? Um, there would just be extra words. So therefore, doesn't it seem that it's the she'eni to'em that is making a key difference? We say no, not necessarily. Maybe the reason that it says eni to'em in the Mishnah uh, as these words is to teach me that these words actually don't matter. All that matters is Elu. If I say Elu, then these olives will be prohibited even if they become oil. And it add these words to teach me that Elu is the only thing that matters. If I take off the word Elu and I say Kunam Zetim She'eni To'em, then the olive oil will be permitted. So maybe it's actually adding the word She'eni To'em in order to teach me a Chidush that without Elu, it would still, the oil would still be prohibited. So just because the words are here doesn't mean that they are necessary uh, for making the oil prohibited. Uh, so we can't tell from the words of the Mishnah itself. So let's see a couple of proofs. Kunam perot ha'elu alai, konam hen lefi asur ubigidulehen. If we're going to see a Mishnah soon, and a, and a few dapim from now that says if a person says um, these fruit this fruit uh, here will be prohibited to me or he said they are prohibited to my mouth and not only is the fruit prohibited but even their substitute if I trade the fruit if I trade my apples for your oranges um, uh, then it will apply to the trade. Uh, or anything that grows from it, if I plant the apple and now some more apples grow from it, all those will be pro prohibited. Uh, so that's the end of the Mishnah. What can we learn from the Mishnah? And since it only says that the uh, replacement and that which grows from it is prohibited, perhaps we can infer that, uh, what, um, that what comes from it, meaning juice, is permitted so that the taste of these fruit would be permitted even though I said these. Therefore, the word these, ha'elu, is not the key factor. That doesn't change anything, but rather it's the she'eni to'em. That's what makes the juice prohibited. And since he didn't say she'eni to'em in this case, that's why the juice is prohibited. And up here, 
And specifically because he says, She'eni tohem, tohem, that's what makes the oil prohibited. That's Rava's argument. And we um, we reject it. And we say, Hu hadin da'afilu ba'yosemehen asur, va'adif alelashmu'inan, uh, no, the inference that you made here is not necessary. It could be that not only is the replacement and that which grows from it prohibited, uh, even uh, the taste that comes from it is also prohibited. And uh, this Mishnah didn't mention it because it wanted to teach you even a bigger chidush that the replacement is just like that which grows from it. In other words, it's obvious that the taste that comes from it is going to be prohibited. This item, this fruit is here is prohibited. So obviously the taste. Um, and um, second obvious is that which grows from it because it's actually coming from it. So the actually the chidush, the biggest chidush is that the replacement, even though it didn't come from it, it's not part of it, it's a different fruit altogether, even that is prohibited. So that's why I didn't even have to say it. So therefore, it could very well be that just saying the word elu makes the taste prohibited. Um, and so there is no proof from there. All right, let's try more. Tashema, the continuation of that same Mishnah. If a person says, She'eni ochel v'she'eni to'em. This fruit is prohibited to me. I will not eat it. Or he says, I will not taste it. Mutar In that case, he is permitted to have that which replaces it or that which grows from it. Just because he, there he just says, I'm not going to eat or taste this one right here, but something else, he didn't make a prohibition upon himself. And now we can, that's the end of the Mishnah. We can infer from this, ha mehen asur. Since the Mishnah only said that the replacements and that which grows from it is permitted, perhaps we can infer that, that the taste that comes from it is in fact prohibited. Um, uh, and uh, you see that therefore it's the word she'eni to'em because they said I'm not going to taste it that's what makes the taste that comes from it the juice that comes from it prohibited um, so uh, once again a second proof that attempted proof that the word to'em is what makes the taste prohibited and not the word elu he didn't say uh, elu here um, so no we reject this too no since in the in the first case clause that we saw here it didn't mention that the, that was come the juice that comes from it so also here it's not mentioning the juice that comes from it but you can't assume that the juice that comes from it will be prohib- prohibited maybe in fact that would be permitted be, um, uh, because he didn't say the word elu and really it's the word elu that is the key word and not the word toem so you know what we can't tell either way all right, let's try a third proof. Tashema, Amar Rabbi Yehuda, Maaseh ve'asar Rabbi Tarfon, Alai besim shenit bashelu imo. This is from the previous Mishnah, where Rabbi Yehuda talks about the story, and Rabbi Tarfon um, said that eggs that were cooked with meat, even though there's no actual meat in them, but there's taste of meat in them, they are prohibited. And that was Rabbi Yehuda's uh, proof that even taste of meat is prohibited when you said when you say I'm not going to eat meat. However, the Chachamim rejected him and explained that story differently. And they said, no. When would Rabbi Talfon say that the taste in the egg would be prohibited? 
only if you use the formula of this meat is prohibited to me because he said this meat so the one that made the vow um, uh, uh, means that item and whatever it mixes into as long as it has taste then it's prohibited so you see here that it seems pretty clear it's the word elu he didn't say um, anything about that I will taste and the word elu makes it prohibited this is a convincing proof that, yes, if you just say elu, then I mean this entire meat or whatever it is, is prohibited no matter what happens to it. Any taste of it is also going to be prohibited, any gravy, any of that. So the word elu by itself is sufficient. So now we're going to agree to that, but re, um, uh, revisit the question. So you know what? We, that was not even a question to begin with. The word elu certainly is sufficient to make uh, this entire item prohibited in even its taste, um, even the juice and the gravy uh, that comes from it. Yes, the word elu is enough, and we saw a lot uh, examples of that in the Mishnayot. Rather, the question that we asked to begin with was different. If I didn't say elu, but I did say these olives, I will not taste is that also sufficient to by itself to make the juice prohibited that was our question and we will attempt an answer tashima dag dagim sheni toem asur bahen ben gedolim ben ketanim ben hayim ben mebushalim umutar betari terufa ubasir we can learn this from the mishnah we saw yesterday if a person says uh, fish or fishes i will not taste so here you have the word taste, but you don't have the word elu. So this is a good, this is a good source to, to look to. And we learned there that you cannot eat the fishes themselves, not big, not small, uh, not raw, and not cooked. However, you're permitted to have the minced sardines, and you're permitted to have the fish brine. There you go. See the juice from it, the taste of it, the, what comes from it is permitted even though I said she'eni to'em. So now we can conclude that it's the word elu that makes all the difference and any to'em was just added there for stylistic reasons but then words any to'em does not make all of the taste or anything that comes from it prohibited. But in the end, we're going to say not necessarily. We don't know when this juice came out of the food. And maybe the juice already came out of the food before he made the vow. So a person is looking at a bunch of uh, fish. And the fish already has brine, already has pieces that are um, were, were minced up uh, pieces that are all over it. And he, then he says, oh, this fish... I'm not going to eat, and he's, he means the whole fishes that are in this pot that he's looking at. So since he only made a prohibition against the fishes as they currently are, and that brine or those minced pieces already separated from the fish, therefore that brine and that, those pieces are already are not included in the uh, in the vow. However. If I saw the fish 
and only late, and then after I, I, I saw the fish and I made the vow against the fish. After that, I cooked it with something, and then the juice came out and gave taste to something else. Then maybe that actually would be prohibited. So there's no, not necessarily any proof from here just because Sheni Toem is permitted to the brine because I don't know if the brine came out before or after. And so we leave that question unresolved. So in summary, if I say Elu, this particular uh, meat or fruit or olives is prohibited, then any of the juice or taste that comes from it will also be prohib- prohibited. If I say uh, this item that I, I will not taste, uh, in that case, we le- leave it as a doubt whether that will also include any juice or any taste that actually comes from it. Baruch Adonai Leolam, Amen ve'amen.